Hello, food bloggers. How are you today? I hope you are having a wonderful day. I just wanted to give this episode a little bit of an intro. We had a clubhouse conversation a few weeks ago now, and the focus of the conversation was audio because I am just so passionate about creating this movement where food bloggers are digging into podcasting and audio as a way to expand their brands, reach more people, do all the good things for their businesses. I gave a presentation at Tastemaker Conference this year about this topic, and I was shocked at how many people afterward were like, oh my gosh, Megan, I wasn't even considering starting a podcast, but now I am. So I've taken that and kind of explored it a little bit, and it is something that really resonates with people. So I thought that having a a clubhouse conversation that focused just on this topic would give me a better gauge. And yes, it definitely gave me a gauge. And it told me that food bloggers are wanting to start podcasts, which is so exciting for me. This episode is actually the recording from that Clubhouse conversation, where I chat with a handful of my favorite food bloggers about this topic. Inside of the conversation, you will hear from Taryn from Hot Pan Kitchen, who also has a brand new podcast about cooking and her podcast is called Grill Like a Mother. It's amazing. You should go check it out. Also in the conversation is Jenna Urban from The Urban Life. She is considering starting a new podcast. Also, you will hear from Susie from Mom's Dinner. She is starting a podcast, launching it in May. Uh, Eric from Eat Like No One Else is also considering starting a podcast and is included in the conversation. And then you'll also hear from David from Cooking Chat and he is considering a podcast as well. So with all of that, I really hope you enjoy this conversation. It was super valuable and packed with really good nuggets and everything you need to kind of get the ball rolling if this is of interest to you. Also, I am starting a group coaching situation. This is brand spanking new, so bear with me as I get things going with it. I am going to host a few calls a month with people who join, and I'm going to include an introductory rate. So I'm going to start off really low. So if you're interested, join now to get that rate because it probably will go up. I foresee this being really popular. If you are a part of the Eat Blog Talk Mastermind group, you do not need to pay. You've already like paid your dues <laughs> for the year. If that is you, you can join at no cost. I don't have a sales page up because it is that new. So if you're interested in something like this, please send me an email, megan at eatblogtalk.com. And just let me know that you're interested in the audio group coaching, or you could call it podcast group coaching. I'm thinking that inside the calls, I will answer all of your questions that you have and provide as many resources as possible. I will also offer at an additional fee, to create your logo for you, your podcast logo. I have a background in graphic design and I love creating logos. So I would be happy to offer that as a service as well. And I'll offer also offer some other services. Send me the email and I will get more details sent back to you. So I can't wait. This is going to be fun. I think that you will hear within our clubhouse chat here in this episode how passionate I am about audio and seeing food bloggers dig into audio and podcasting. It's so exciting. This is a really exciting time. I see so many parallels with the way this is unfolding for food bloggers compared to the way that blogging was unfolding like 10 years ago. If this is at all of interest to you, get on the wave. You will not be sorry you did this. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. It was such a fun conversation and so much value is inside. So enjoy. Hello, Taryn. How are you today? Hi, hi. Good. How are you? Good. Are you getting um, good feedback about your podcast? Yeah, I actually, um, it's funny though, because, you know, I've been telling everybody that I know about it. And so a lot of the feedback has been really positive, which I'll take. Um, but it's also like, oh, these people are my friends. So I would hope they would say that or give me some, you know, nice, be nice about their feedback. <laughs> but really, I mean, there, I'm being honest with you, there's not much to say that is negative. I wouldn't even, yeah, I would have to search pretty hard. You, you seem like a complete natural. <laughs> oh, thank you. I will take that. <laughs> yes. So we'll, we'll have you talk about that in a little bit. Hi, Jenna. How are you today? 
Good morning. Hi, I'm good. I think y'all were just talking about Taryn's new podcast. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So we're going to talk about audio today because I guess the I got the ball rolling on this conversation at Tastemaker maybe is when that started. And I did not expect for it to be received so well. And people afterward were like, oh my gosh, I'd never thought of diving into audio as a food blogger, but you've maybe made a case for it. And then I see Eric in the audience. He had been thinking about doing a podcast too. So I know some people had kind of been tossing around the idea. And now it's like the ball started rolling. Now it's rolling. Now the momentum is going. Now we're talking about it and actually doing it. And Taryn is here and she's going to share a little bit about her experience. Jenna, I know you have... um, like some ideas for starting a podcast and maybe are slightly motivated. And if any of you in the audience have either questions about how to do it, like how to go about getting into audio with a podcast or other, or if you just want to come up and share like objections or questions, yeah, questions, concerns, experience, any thoughts that you have, even if you think that it's a dumb thought, come share it with us. I would love to hear what you guys have to say, but my goal here is to just mm, spread the word a little bit about audio and how I think that it can really help to supplement your business, whatever your business looks like right now, because it is such an untapped territory. There's almost nobody doing this in the food space. So I believe if you get on this wave now, you're going to be at the forefront of a huge movement because the space is super saturated, as you guys all know. And we have to do something right now to set ourselves apart. And what we're doing isn't really doing that. Like we all are doing pretty much the same things day to day. So this is an opportunity to really do something different and add layers to your business and just add so much value to your audience um, and your brand. Okay. That was my soapbox. So I would love it if you guys came up. And in the meantime, Taryn, you just started a podcast, literally just launched this week. So would you mind telling us just about like why you did it? And then I guess just a little bit about how it's gone. Like if there have been any tips that you want to share if somebody else is thinking about doing the same or um, yeah, just any little tips or nuggets that you have about your experience so far? Yeah. So there's, I, I could talk the whole time about this. <laughs> I'm just going to say, cause there's, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, I will preface it by saying it is not as difficult as starting a food blog. <laughs> um, so it is easier. And I do think, you know, having a food blog does make it a little easier because you're familiar with, you know, SEO and you're familiar with having to learn new technology because, the food blog, you kind of have to be willing to pivot and learn all the time. Um, but I started my pot, I decided to start a podcast um, <laughs> basically with the help of Megan, who <laughs> kind of talked me into it. Um, <clears throat> but I um, am in the process of coming out with a cookbook. I'm in the develop- development, like develop recipes process right now. And um, the cookbook is anticipated to come out in about a year. And uh, I need to, I was looking for ways to build my um, EAT, my expertise, authority, and trustworthiness. And, um, you know, Megan was like, well, you should think about starting a podcast. And I was like, oh, that's so silly, Megan. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but then I started exploring more into it. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, this really could be, um, an option. So I'm doing it as a way to um, continue to build my audience. So my my blog is Hot Pink Kitchen. Um, I post gluten-free, paleo, kind of like whole food type recipes with a particular focus on grilling. And my podcast is Grill Like a Mother. So they are very much complementary. They're not exactly the same, um, but the podcast is focused on grilling and that is going to be what the cookbook is focused on is going to be essentially paleo um, grilling recipes. So that, I mean, that's kind of like a general overview, Megan. I don't know if there's specific questions you want me to answer. 
Yeah, that was really good way to kind of frame it and set it up. Why, like why you started it. You really were looking for that EAT, which I think we can all relate to, right? Because it's, because it is such a saturated space, it's so hard to differentiate ourselves and set ourselves apart, like I was saying earlier. So this was kind of your way to do it. And I would love to hear just how how much fun it has been for you, because I don't think you quite expected that part. But I can tell just from listening to your handful of episodes that are up right now that you are having fun with it. And you're, you've been so creative, Tara, and like the, the little sizzle on the grill, you added this very <laughs> audio that I was like, holy crap, I did not... I would never have thought of that, but it's so good. So maybe just talk to like how, how much fun you've been having and how you've been able to tap into your creative side a little bit. Yeah, sure. So um, I, I mean, I really did not expect it to be that fun, which is silly because like I am, for anybody who knows me, anyone who's met me in person, I am a talker. I talk with my hands. I talk with my mouth. I talk with my full body. Like I am like talking is my jam. And I was like, rush chair for my sorority in college. I mean, it's just like my whole life. Right. So, um, I don't know why I thought talking would not be like a podcast where I talk all the time (laughs) would not be a good idea because it's obviously a very good idea. Um, and one thing that, um, originally when I was, excuse me, when I was trying to start the podcast or I was thinking about what format I wanted for the podcast, um, you know, do I, I want to do just my, like just me where I'm kind of trying to teach or do I want to do kind of interview style? Um, and I ended up kind of doing both. So I have, um, I, I, well, first I should say I'm doing a seasonal podcast, which I think if you were just starting out and this is what has been true for me is it's a lot less intimidating to be like, I'm just going to do a podcast for like, a couple of months <laughs> and just have it be one season. And then I can reevaluate at the end of that season and do it again if I want to. Um, so for me, my podcast is going to be essentially six months on six months off, which is prime, like grilling outdoor cooking season. So like roughly April to September. And then I can reevaluate at the end of September. So it's not just like constantly having to like book guests and, you know, edit audio and like all that jazz. So that's one thing that has been really helpful and helped take the pressure off. And honestly, I think just make it more fun and light. Um, And then, so I have um, guests and that'll be once a week. Um, And then I also have what I'm calling what we're grilling episodes. And that's just me talking about what my family and I, or my friends and I have been grilling lately. Um, And I may have people on to talk about what they've been grilling as well, just like friends of mine, friends, food blogger friends of mine, um, or maybe family too, depending on um, if I think my like dad could be <laughs> a good podcast guest or not. Um, but uh, so two types of episodes. So it's a little bit, I'm trying out things a little bit there. The fun part for me has been um, incorporating my kids. So Megan mentioned, I have some like secondary audio. It's also called, I had to learn this from um, my friend, Michelle from Cup of Zest. Um, (laughs) It's called Walla, W-A-L-L-A. And it's like background noise. And it's actually like in like the like TV production and like radio production, they called it Walla because that's what they had people say in the background to mimic like chatter is like Walla, Walla, Walla. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's really interesting. So um, I would use secondary audio, like Megan was saying, like, I literally would stick my microphone <laughs> above the grill and like record the sizzle of the chicken wings or record, <clears throat> like I was mentioning my kids, record my kids um, eating the chicken wings and like giving it like a thumbs up or two thumbs up or however they were scoring it. So that's been really fun to do kind of that a little additional thing. And I will say I kind of got that idea, I guess, from like listening to the daily podcast from the New York Times, which is like, and they all, they always have that sort of thing. And so that's just like, was in my head of like, oh, I should probably do this because that seems really professional. So um, anyway, it was just like kind of a fun thing to do. And then the other thing that's been really fun is, um, and I actually was texting Megan about this because she agreed with me is um, getting to talk to people that I otherwise normally wouldn't get to talk to. Um, And, you know, even I've only done about 
I think, yeah, three interviews so far. Um, and I have a bunch more scheduled for later in the month. But, um, you know, I'm talking to people who used to work for like the UN World of Food Program and who have written for like Food 52 and own an award-winning distillery. I mean, it's just like, I'm like, whoa, this, it's so impressive um, and so cool to be making those connections. And I was telling somebody this, I can't remember who, but I have found the more connections you make in this business, the better and bigger your business grows. And it might not be immediate, but it's going to be eventual. Um, and I just, I feel like those connections are just so important. And I'm going to stop talking because I feel like I'm just like rambling on. I'm so glad you, no, you weren't rambling. This was all really good, first of all. But I'm so glad you mentioned the connections because that has been my favorite part of having my own podcast and the most valuable part. So I, I mean, I can't even speak to that more highly than I can. There's just so much value in making connections and they might not, like you said, they might not pay off immediately. I think you said this, but down the road, you never know what those connections are going to turn into. I can look back on all of the guests I've had on my podcast and so many times I've made a connection just by having them on as a guest. And then later we've done a project together or they've come to mind about something or I've come to mind for them about something. And so it's so valuable establishing those connections, even if you are just doing a seasonal podcast like Taryn is doing, um, that's a really good way to get your foot in the door. So Jenna, do you, I want you to chime in too. Do you have any comments, questions for Taryn or just kind of overall comments about what we're talking about? Well, I am just soaking it all in. <laughs> um, I feel like, I mean, I definitely have questions because it's been something on my mind for the past um, well, basically like Tastemaker and then kind of after we did our podcast recording and then especially after that episode came out and we did the clubhouse, was that last week? Um, it's been like consuming my thoughts and everything and it's super exciting. And then Taryn, you released your podcast a couple episodes and I was like, oh my gosh, she is having so much fun with this. Like, I could hear it too. And just like, yeah, all this stuff. It was, I was like, okay, this is really cool. Like I would love obviously just to like pick y'all's brains and but I'm just here just to soak up anything y'all want to talk about. Um, I mean, I definitely have just like more, I guess, um, like questions, but more like, uh, like nitty gritty <laughs> type things, like where y'all host and how y'all figure out the duration. And you mentioned SEO. So like how that comes into play. So, I mean, I have questions if you want to go that route for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, we can get into the nitty gritty. I would love to invite people up if they have specific questions too, or just comments to share. Um, but in the meantime, Jenna, I would love to hear your thoughts on just kind of the overall scope of audio as a trend. I don't know if I should use that word maybe, but like as a an avenue to explore because you are, you're like the trend spotter that I go to. You're my go-to trend spotter. So what do you think of this avenue for food bloggers as a new thing to explore for their businesses? I definitely think, like you said, there's just so much opportunity right now. I know in your Tastemaker presentation, you showed us like when you search food blogger, or whatever the keywords were, like there's not that many people in the space right now. So that's what makes kind of being an early adopter of these new things so exciting because you really get to get in it at the beginning and figure it out um, and have that audience and build up the audience. So I think for food bloggers, like how cool is that? And so it's not only, so my mind goes, okay, well, it's not just podcast on all the different podcasting, like Apple and Spotify. I don't even know all the different things. Like I'm such a novice. It's not even, it's not even funny. Um, but I see on social, the audio push, like on Twitter, here, on Clubhouse, right here, um, on Facebook, Facebook pages now have the opportunity um, to go do something similar, just like Clubhouse. But also, I know, Megan, you've been uploading, I think, you've been uploading your podcast to Facebook as well, because um, I think they also integrated that just a few months ago. So I think like when you kind of look at the landscape, you can see like there is audio is on the rise. And I don't know, I think there's just such a big opportunity. And so for food bloggers, I think Taryn, like what you're doing, 
so cool. Like, I, I feel like we can all look at what you are doing and kind of like you are leading by example, almost for food bloggers. Like this is how exactly we could get into it. And I love how many like actionable steps you're giving with, if you just want to dip your toes in, do a season, like stuff like that. Um, I'm interested in it from more of like a, a resource side, like sharing like early adopter tips and like what I'm seeing or kind of like what, I don't know, it's like what I'm keeping the, like the pulse on the trends. Um, but I mean, I definitely also think that there's an opportunity. It, so like I'm in the allergy friendly food space, 100%. I think that there could also be an opportunity for like a dairy free podcast, like your ju- or gluten free, like, you know, like whatever your dietary um, restrictions are, you can say like, you just went dairy free. What kind of milk are we using? What do you have your pantry stocked with? I just think that there's so many opportunities. And if we have blog posts with recipes and tips, I think it can just be like a really nice content cycle that we're going through. Um, and if you know, like you have certain blog posts that do really well, in my mind, I would be like, okay, well, let's start there <laughs> for the podcast um, episode. So you're not just like, okay, where do I start? And there's nothing. At least you can kind of draw from something. So those are my just like overall <laughs> Jenna brain dump. <laughs> there you go. Okay. There's so much I want to reply to. <laughs> so you guys might have to rein me in. Sorry. Um, let's see. Where do I say? So you were saying like, yeah, all the platforms are showing up with audio options right now. And I feel like it's a really good way to read between the lines and see where the trend is going. There, It's not an accident that Facebook now has an audio option. Twitter's like increasing their exposure for their audio option, which I, did, I didn't even know it was in existence, but apparently it's been there for a while, but they're like trying to pump it up right now. And then, um, yeah, it's just like showing up everywhere. And one of the things I love about you, Jenna, aside from I just love you as a person, but is that... Um, you do stay on top of those trends. So I love hearing that you believe that audio is on the rise as well. And if you look at Google, you don't have to go very far to figure out that it's really the place to be. And yeah, just to become an early adopter of this new, not new, but like this way of communicating with your people. Uh, okay, let's see. Where Which direction do we want to go? Do we want to talk about nitty gritty stuff or do we want to just keep having this discussion? Jenna, you had a few questions for Taryn and I or whatever, just to throw out there. So let me know what those are and then maybe people can get brave enough to come up and talk themselves. Let us know what you've got. Yes. Okay. Um, also, I just want to say too, like, you were taught, you really encouraged me um, during your presentation just to start using my voice and like for all of us to start using our voice. And so I have been getting brave and I'm doing more voiceovers. So for anyone else who's kind of like, I don't know, like in the same place that I'm kind of at, like, I don't know, kind of like nervous, I guess, to use my voice and go down this journey. I feel like doing voiceovers for like reels or TikToks or whatever, that's really helped. And just even doing Instagram stories. Um, like a grocery haul, just talking, not necessarily, I'm not even in front of the camera, but just like talking, just like hearing my voice back. I'm like, I don't know. It's like exposure therapy, just like hearing my voice. Um, so that's been also really good. So I'm glad that, I don't know. I, I think, I think I got the encouragement from you, Megan. <laughs> so thank you for that. No, I'm glad you brought that up because if we all just give that a little bit of thought, there's so much power there. And we kind of take that for granted because we hear ourselves talk throughout the day and we don't realize how powerful our spoken words are but just think I think I said this in my presentation something like if you were to read a blog post that I wrote you or a, or an email it would not be the same as if I spoke those words to you which is why I tried to do audio recordings and text you know like the audio text messages and direct messages whenever I can because it's so much more powerful and every single time I do that to somebody they reply with, oh my gosh, thank you so much for recording your voice because they can hear my inflection. They can hear my emotion and what my true meaning is. They can hear kindness and warmth. And you can't hear any of that when you're writing, when you're typing, even if you put emojis or smileys <laughs> in your text. But I think there's so much power there that we take for granted 
that we need to remember. So doing things like what Jenna said and just simply putting your voice on Instagram. And another idea I had that I shared at Tastemaker was to record a 30 second um, like MP3 of audio for your email list, embed it in your next email and just see how it's received. Say something like, I don't know if you have like um, a recipe that you really need to describe the detail about or, or you just want to like reintroduce yourself and say, hey, it's me. I would love to connect with you guys. Tell me what you want this spring and summer. Um, and then just in the email, just say something like, I recorded a 30 second audio clip for you. Will you please take the 30 seconds to listen to it? Let me know what you think. And that is a really, really easy way to get your voice to thousands. If you have a thousand, thousands of people on your list or more um, to get your voice out there. So those are some really great nuggets. Go ahead, Taryn. Yeah, I was just going to say um, that would be a really great thing to do for like a welcome series or welcome sequence, which is I is on my mind currently because I'm thinking about redoing mine. But, that, you know, because the people sign up and they get to hear your voice right away. So like their first introduction is your inflection and your tone and you're like, you're welcome to them. Right. Which So I think that's an awesome. I totally forgot you mentioned that, Megan. And then the other thing I was going to say is... Um, Oh, to your point about reading a blog post, like someone reading the words that you wrote versus you reading your own words. That is why I try to do like memoirs. I try to do like audible, like audiobook memoirs because like me reading Michelle Obama's book is going to be a lot different than listening to Michelle Obama read her own book. It's so much better when someone is reading their own words. Um, and I think you just get that much more connection, which is really what, you know, it's what we're all after. Exactly. Connection, engagement, and people relate to you more when they hear your voice and they understand. You can understand what type of person someone truly is and what their intentions are just through their voice. And when you can get your audience to understand you better that way, they're going to know, like, and trust you much faster than if they read a hundred of your emails back to back. Um, Wow, this is going fast. I love talking about this topic so much, Eric. I know that you are thinking about starting your own podcast. Do you have just comments, questions? What do you have going on? Sure. Thanks, Megan. Um, I first want to say I love that email idea. That is that is awesome. I am now totally considering adding audio clips to my email, especially the intro one. So thank you for that idea. That That's an awesome one. Um, so for me, the... And trying to like expand my business and, and move things forward. Um, you know, I had someone that was recommending that in a little Facebook group I was with, like, like he's been doing well with video and stuff here. And I'm thinking like, well, like video is not something I'm excited about. I don't, like people want to do video here and stuff. And it was nothing I was like super pumped to do. And plus like my current, I mean, <clears throat> those that don't know me, me and my family travel the country in our camper. Um, right now so doing that full-time so doing video in the camper is this is this not very like it's be very challenging to have the just the physical space to actually make a good looking video um but then when i you know started hearing about like podcasts like megan recommended it to me um jason from making bacon recommended it to me so um so that like resonated more with me to like that's something i can do like this stage of my life that's something i can easily do i don't have to worry about the video aspect of it. I mean, you know, because video is video and audio. You're still doing both, but to just do one seems like a really good way to go. And I've done that like a couple like live events. Um, I did like a Facebook live and a, and a Zoom thing that totally flopped. Um, but it's like th those type of like things are like, oh, this is something I could, I could totally do. So for me, that was like the motivation to want to do it. Um, right now I'm in the like kind of planning phases, trying to, biggest thing for me is trying to figure out how to make it work in my current schedule and get and get into the habits to make like the process work. So I'm still kind of like in planning. Plus I haven't come up with a name yet. Um, like I'm still kind of like trying to figure out the name. Um, so what I'm thinking of doing is a podcast that's going to be, um, so <clears throat> kind of like two podcasts. Um, so one is going to, would be, um, a seasonal type thing where I'd be interviewing, um, like farmers and and brand people is talking about like like behind the scenes type of like you know what goes into like bringing bringing those kind of products for us. I love talking about that kind of stuff. Like it, that gets me excited. Um, and the other thing I would do that would be more like a regular thing would be 
um, my wife found this too. Like some like people just doing like this, just the short little clips, like short little like three, you know, three to five minutes, maybe six minutes or so, um, every probably like th three days a week, and it would be just kind of expounding on my blog posts. So go, going through my popular type posts with a focus on um, grocery store shopping, because I'm like I'm really big on like. Groceries, like I love grocery shopping here. We travel the country, so I have a good familiarity of like what products are where. So I have that that great knowledge. So I want to kind of bring that forth and help people with their shopping. So kind of like take that aspect of it um, and go through my most popular posts and kind of talk about that way. So those are the kind of that's what's kind of been rattling around in my head now. Um, so mainly this right now is I need to nail down a name for that podcast as I'm still kind of like debating and then just working to my schedule is my biggest like how to get that into a habit form. Eric, thank you for sharing all that. I'm so excited for you. I think that's such a great idea about the grocery list, the grocery shopping, I mean, because we all have to grocery shop, right? So you're going to be speaking to so many people and you are such an expert in that area. And I can totally relate to your video thing as well, because I don't, I don't love doing video. I mean, I will do it fine, but it's so much easier just to get in front of my microphone and talk. I don't have to get dressed. I don't, I mean, I, I do have to get dressed, but you know what I mean? I don't have to look nice and decent all the time. And I think that can be a hang up and just being like self-conscious on video. I think that takes so long to get over that. And probably many of us here can relate to that. Um, I'd love to help you brainstorm your name either here or outside of this conversation. Uh, but I was also going to tell you guys about a success story you may have heard me talk about this if you were at Tastemaker, but I was sharing with people the literally like five to six bloggers, food bloggers that I know who have podcasts. And I believe only four of those are active, maybe even three. But one of the stories was so cool. So Christine Pittman, she's from the food blog Cook the Story. And she saw that this was like audio was an emerging trend and she really wanted to hop on it. So she did last November, she started this really short format podcast that supplemented her blog posts. So she's got a huge database of recipe posts on her blog. So what she did was she would take a recipe and she would just pull out the information that you needed to know about the recipe. She'd quickly state it, tell, kind of like what you would see in maybe your recipe note section. And then she would tell you why you should make it. And she would then send you to her blog. So in her show notes, she would provide a link, great backlink to her blog. It was literally like all of her episodes are around five minutes long. She did this every day. I'm sure she probably batched. So she didn't literally do it every day, but she published an episode every day since I believe it was like November 1st of 2021. And as of the time of Tastemaker, when I was delivering this, she already had like 25,000 downloads or something like that, which is insane. It's so good, insane. And then also she got named like one of the top um, recipe podcasts for like a really big online magazine. So really cool things happened very quickly for her. So I just wanted to point that out. Eric, you kind of stirred my memory on that. But if you guys want to go check out her podcast to be inspired, it's called recipe of the day with Christine. Uh, it's so good. I just love her really short format snippets. And Susie, I would love to let you chime in too, because I know you are considering diving into audio as well. So what's on your mind? Yes. Thank you so much. I'm super excited about this because I was definitely not a person who was interested in podcasts at all. Like that was not on my radar at all, but I love listening to them. Um, and through just talking with you, Megan, listening to your podcast, Taryn, and, and listening to you, Jenna, I think now I want to do a podcast. <laughs> so I'm actually on the Cook the Story website, or yeah, her website right now. And I mean, she has an enormous catalog. And actually, what she's doing is kind of what I'm interested in, um, but maybe a little bit longer format with actually making the recipe. Um, I think, you know, people love to watch videos of people making recipes. And I think pretty soon there's going to be a market for people wanting to actually just listen to the recipe while they're making it. Um, so one of my big questions is how do you talking about naming your podcast? Is it like a domain name where 
you can't duplicate another one? Or how, how does that work? How do you check domain names for podcasts? And I'm not sure who can answer this for me. Well, if you're talking about like starting a website to support your podcast, yeah, you would definitely need to check that just like you would a blog. And I would just like, if you want to keep your name along the vein of your food blog, I would just basically just put um, podcast after it. So I know Taryn, she went a different route and she just decided on a whole different name, but she can, she could have just added podcast to the end of like hot pan kitchen podcast. And then you would just acquire that domain. Does that make sense? Or is that not what you're asking? I don't think I'm interested in having an actual whole web page um, for the podcast. I think I want to integrate like cook the story did how she integrated the actual podcast episode with the actual recipe. So you're sending people to the recipe. Um, so I'm guessing there's not like a duplication where wherever I name my podcast, like if I wanted to name it, you know, like I think she named hers recipe of the day or something. Is that? Yeah. Um, did she have to check that name to see that it didn't already exist? Oh yeah. So like in the podcast directory, I would just do, I would search in all of the directories for the name that you are thinking of and also just Google it. Like whatever you're thinking just like, I know Taryn, I think you told me this, that you were um, just Googled grill like a mother, right? And you just want to make sure that is nowhere else. Does that answer it, Susie? It does. Thank you. And I would say too, Susie, like that's, it's smart to um, not want to do another website. <laughs> um, and that's, so like for me, my like hot pan kitchen, well, okay, let me back up. So I, when I was starting the podcast, um, I was looking for a resource and I did join like a podcasting, like course community membership, whatever you want to call it, um, that has, you know, like, um, videos and, uh, information that I can go to. Um, like it's like a course essentially so that, and it tells you exactly how to like, like all the tech stuff, how to like set things up and, um, and all that jazz. Um, and one thing that was said in the course about naming your podcast is you can either be um, clever and clear or clear, but don't just be clever. So um, you like, don't try to think of just a cute, like for, and this is for anybody who might be thinking about this, not just you, Susie, but um, don't try to think of like the cute name. Think of a clear name. If you can make it cute, great. But if not, like, it just has to be clear so people know what to expect when they listen to your podcast. And then on the topic of, like, websites and stuff, like, so for me, mine, like, Hot Pan Kitchen podcast was not a good descriptor, was not clear as to the topic of the podcast. So I needed a new name. Um, and then Grow Like a Mother, thankfully, is fairly, like, clear and cute. So <laughs> it kind of worked out for me. But um, in terms of a website, I search the domain grow like a mother to make sure that nothing was already out there. Um, and I bought the domain, but I'm choosing to host my podcast, like archives and like show notes page on my website because it's just so much easier. I do need to do like, I need to like get the grow like a mother website up and then redirect it to my website. Um, but it was just so much easier to have like your show notes pages on the website that you have already. Um, and additionally, I like I am with Mediavine, so I'm able to automatically run ads on those pages. Not that they're going to get like a ton of traffic, but I am able to get a little like to monetize them a little bit immediately, which is just kind of a like added bonus. And to make a case for like, I completely agree with what you did, Taryn, just to kind of get it up and running, because I, I love that you just like dove in and you did it. And that was your, you know, putting the show notes on your hot pan kitchen site is what you needed to do. Um, but here's a case for eventually moving them off. When you have a really niche podcast and you create a website that supports just the podcast, you can create a high domain authority very quickly because it's going to be so niche. My eblog talk site, I have put very, very little effort into like zero effort actually into like making sure the SEO is good and like all of the things that I do for my food blog I I don't do on my 
eblogtalk.com at all. But my domain authority is pretty good considering I just started this like what, not even three years ago. So there's a case for doing that eventually, but don't let that be a reason that you don't get started with the podcast. Do something like what Taryn is doing or just don't create show notes to begin with. Maybe you could like create the copy and save it for later. Some like figure something out so that you can just get started with it. Um, so don't let that be a reason not to get started. And then I would love to welcome David to the stage. I had an awesome conversation with David this week. It was so good. You guys are going to be hearing that episode come out on Eat Blog Talk soon. I can't wait. But what do you have for audio, David? Hey, Megan. Thanks. Yeah, great to talk to you twice in one week. Yeah, I've I've been having the had this bug in the back of my mind a little bit, and uh, hearing you talk about it a couple times on pod, on your podcast, I'm like, oh, maybe maybe I need to take the plunge, and this is definitely encouraging me uh, to do so. I actually one one another reason I'm interested in addition to expanding my food blog is I I also have a full time day job where I was also kind of toying with the podcast idea, and I've sometimes found one thing I do with my food blog because it is my second second secondary income and so forth i it's actually a great place to test stuff before i'm ready to like jump into it for the organization i run so uh so i'm definitely thinking of of maybe launching and i love that idea of doing seasonal i feel that that definitely sounds very good and a way to make it a little more accessible i was uh, i was interested in some things you started touching upon some of those brass tacks type things but uh, I think you covered some of it, but a, a little bit of follow-up because I would took a quick peek at your site, Taryn. So it looks like if you if it does seem to start out the idea of putting it on my blog, cooking chat would make be easier. So doing that is it, it looks like you have the is it like you're doing each of those show notes is like a blog post. I, I I'd love to hear a little more about how that works and and does that still help with building up your I mean, then those are just internal links. Or do you, in that case, are you getting an external link from like Apple Podcast or something like that? Or, or do you really have to have your own website to be getting that benefit of having a podcast? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm happy to, to talk about this. So, um, I, I don't know that Megan might be able to answer the external link more because I don't know if I'm actually getting an external link from. I, I host with a company called Libsyn, and that's a fairly common. Um, podcast hosting site, which you do have to pay for. Um, it's not very expensive. Um, and, uh, I don't know if there is a link from there. Um, but in terms of the show notes pages on my site, I just, I created a new category called podcast (laughs) and, um, and they're just posts. So you just hit like click new post in WordPress and create the show notes page as podcast and only podcast. Um, and then it just goes up on your site. So it's pretty easy, um, especially, so I'm doing transcripts and I'll be honest, the transcripts are my least favorite <laughs> part of doing the podcast, which, and you don't have to do transcripts. Um, I just decided to do it because I, otherwise my show notes page were very bare. Um, and I just didn't have the mental energy to like, draw out like a, a summary. I was like, Oh, Oh, show notes will be easier, but I don't know if they really are because you, that's a lot of editing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had, does that answer your question? Yes, I think it does. Um, yeah, definitely. And Oh, with, with, what's the course you, t- I, I'd love, I was curious about just sort of, I do feel like, like this is helpful for <laughs> giving me more of a nudge, but you referenced the course and would love any other, like, okay, so if you're ready to do it, what is what are some good resources for you know taking the steps steps needed to actually get it done? Yeah, so I got Megan was the one who directed me to this course. It's Podcasters Paradise. It's put on by John Lee Dumas, who um, uh, Entre- Entrepreneurs on Fire. That is his podcast, and he has been on Megan's podcast as well. Um, and it's not super cheap. It's I want to say it's like ninety seven a month maybe. Um, so it's like, it it is like a membership, but it is very in-depth. It is a very good course that they have an active Facebook group that you're able to search. And I have searched multiple times. Like that's one of my favorite things about Facebook groups, even though 
they can be overwhelming is um, I love it when a course has one so that if I have a question, I can just Google in the Facebook group and see if that has already been asked and get an answer right away. Um, and they're very active in their Facebook group. They do host monthly live Q and A's. So if you have a question that hasn't been answered, you can ask them on a live Q and A and it's run by him and his wife. Uh, or excuse me, his fiance, they're getting married in like a couple weeks. Um, but uh, his fiance is very, like they, they answer like right away in the Facebook group. So um, they're very responsive. Um, as I said, it is kind of expensive, but um, they have, I haven't even finished the entire thing. They have kind of like a create module and then like a grow module all about like once your podcast is up, like how to grow it and then a monetize module. I haven't even touched the monetize module yet because I've just been in so in the weeds with like the create and the grow. Um, so I don't know, Megan, I don't know if you know of any other ones that are really good. I so highly recommend Podcasters Paradise. That is the one that Taryn was just talking about. Um, and you d you can pay month to month. So you can literally like pay for three months. So it'd be like a $300 investment, which sounds like a lot, but you literally get every single bit of information that you would ever possibly need for starting a podcast, like right down to the nitty gritty details. And then I do have a few resources to mention. Um, so you mentioned transcripts, Taryn, if you guys do do this, I do highly recommend doing transcripts because it makes you accessible and, and it can help with SEO as well. Um, there's a service called Descript, and that is the most affordable, robust one that I've found. My VA actually does all my transcripts for me because I too <laughs> do not like that part of it. Um, but I think it is really valuable. Um, and then I also wanted to mention Libsyn. I do have a an affiliate offer that can get you, I think it's like two months for free. So let me know if any of you want that link because why not, right? I mean, it, it'll save you. It's not really expensive anyway, but it'll save you a little bit of cash. So wanted to mention those resources. And then also Taryn, you can link, you can put your show notes link to hotpankitchen.com forward slash podcast, whatever, you know, that specific link is directly in the op Apple podcast directory. So that is, I believe, considered a backlink. Just a little nugget there. Oh, that's interesting. Because yeah, I, I have like links for the show notes, like every episode on my WordPress. So that must be a backlink, I'm assuming. Yes. Yes, I believe so. Um, and David, everybody's saying that you have a great voice or Amy was saying that you have a great voice. So <laughs> another reason why you should start a podcast, right? Stay away from video. <laughs> Stay away from video. I'm going to go grab that link for you guys. Does anyone else have anything just for a minute here while I go grab the affiliate link? Jenna, were you, I know you mentioned you had other like technical questions you wanted to ask. Did we hit the ones that you had or did you have other ones as well? Well, so you mentioned the seasons and so, and you also mentioned that you're doing a guest once a week and then for your, what we're grilling, is that also once a week or what was the cadence for that one? So for the, the, yeah, the guests are going to be once a week and then the, what we're grilling is every like two weeks or like twice a month, but it's I actually, and I have to say, I got this idea from the, didn't I just feed you podcast, which is a great food podcast. So if you want, and it's been around a while, I think they have like a hundred and plus episodes. Um, so that is a really good one to listen to. Um, it is run by two like food writers, like one of them has had a cookbook. I think they've both written for like the kitchen. Um, so they're, they're like in the industry, right? So a little bit different, but, um, they do a, like what we're eating or something along, like, I can't remember if that's the right name, but, um, and that's kind of where I got the inspiration for it. And those are much shorter. So in terms of length, my interviews, um, I'm, they're usually 20, 25 minutes or so. Um, and then my thing is like less than 10 minutes, like between like five and 10 minutes. So it's meant to be very quick. And, um, I'm doing that with, like my avatar in mind. And this actually goes in really well, Megan, with the podcast episode that came out um, on a blog talk, I think was it today or yesterday um, about um, and like, uh, like knowing your audience, because for me, my audience is, you know, a woman who does not have maybe a lot of time and she can listen to the podcast while she's prepping dinner. 
right? Or cooking dinner. Or if she needs like needs to get out of the house and just take a quick walk around the block, like she can listen to the podcast then. So that's like the that's what I'm keeping in mind as I'm doing my podcast. Does that make sense, Jenna? Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad you said that. And I kind of I noticed with your interview one that you posted, it was like under 30 minutes. And then the what we're grilling was like nine minutes. And I was like, Ooh, okay, I really I like this <laughs> a lot. Um, so I'm glad that you just expanded on that and kind of gave more insight to how often you're posting. That's just good to know. Um, and then I think y'all talked, y'all touched on, um, just, I was just like soaking everything up to be honest. I'm just like, yes, just talk forever about this, please. Cause I know nothing literally. Um, so it's just fascinating <laughs> to hear this. Um, I guess I loved hearing about the show notes versus transcripts and what you can use for that. I guess the only, like the big glaring question, um, you guys mentioned SEO, which I know is like a big topic. Um, but I guess just like how important is SEO when you are naming or doing like a description or any of the different, I guess, fields that you have, like how important is SEO and like for searchability, I guess, and all of that. I'd love to hear from y'all. I can give you my perspective and then I'll let Taryn chime in too, but I don't do keyword research in the way that I do for my food blog. In fact, I mean, I don't really research it at all, but I just try to be really intentional about the words I'm putting in every title. So I want it to be something that I know is, you know, something that people are going to be want to be searching. So I try to be a little bit creative with my titles and to pull people in, but I also try to add those words. Like if SEO is at all a part of the conversation, I always put SEO in because everyone is searching for SEO information or keyword research or like finding, um, just pulling out from whatever conversation or episode that you're doing the, the most important topics and making sure to put that in your title. And then also writing a really robust description that you will put both in your Apple podcasts description and also your Libsyn description, which goes out to all of the other players. I try to just, you know, again, just including like making sure you put SEO. If you have a guest, here's another thing. Always make sure you put your guests information just to give them credit. Like I always put like Taryn from Hot Pan Kitchen, the food blog, Hot Pan Kitchen joined me. I try to like put all of that in there just to cover all my bases um, what other tips do I have? I probably should do keyword research on all of that, but I just haven't, that hasn't been a huge priority for me. But if you have learned anything from Podcasters Paradise, Taryn, please share it. So I'm kind of in the same boat as Megan, where I don't, it's not nearly as like SEO driven for me, right? My blog is, I do think it helps to have an SEO background because once you have that background, that's kind of how you approach anything that's going out on the internet, right? It's like, okay, I need to keep in mind SEO. So um, if I had no SEO background, I would like just write random words. Now, knowing a little bit of SEO background, I might put in some uh, just kind of like search terms that I think would naturally come up, kind of like what Megan was talking about. Like, so for me, so like family camp cooking was the first interview that I did. And, um, I wanted to be like, I think in the description, I have the word recipe and I have the word camping and I have the word, like, I think I'm sure like fire or, or stove or, or some, there's, there's certain things in there that I was like, oh yeah, somebody might be searching for those things. But because the, um, as Megan mentioned, the food podcast niche is so small right now, it's still, it's not like you're competing for a ton of other with a ton of other food podcasts for it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's a, I guess, what would that be? A small pond, a big, big pond, a big fish in a small pond. I don't know. There's some sort of analogy there. The wild wild um, west. It's the wild wild west. You can do yes. whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, kind of a little bit, yeah, a little bit. And so um, the one thing that I do keep going back to um, and that I mentioned already, and that is kind of a lesson from podcasters paradise is um, to be clear. And so that's what I can think of when I am naming my, the episodes and in, even in the description is just, um, because some like, uh, 
podcast episodes have a very clever name, but they are clever and clear. And so I don't want to be clever, just clever. I have to be either clever and clear or just clear. And so my default is to just be clear. And if I happen to be clever, that's great. <laughs> um, because like, you know, clever can kind of draw people in, but even more so you just, you really just want to be clear. Does that answer your question, Jenna? Yes, 100%. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, that was really great. Um, and then I just had one other kind of question. So Megan and Taryn, you guys were talking about resources. Megan, I feel like you you have podcast episodes about podcasting. Is that right? Like, have I seen that? Um, and if so, like, can you share <laughs> which, like, if you do, um, and then I can just, you know, like, search them. Because um, I feel like I've seen somewhere when I was scrolling, maybe. Um, but I would love to learn, I guess, or hear about like y'all's act, like process, like what you're using to record or how you're editing it, um, how you're uploading. I guess Libsyn is where you guys host. Um, so that that's very helpful to know that. Um, but I know there's like so many options or it seems like when I like did my like primary Google search, it was like so many options. Um, so I know we're getting close on time, but if you've already covered that, um, I'd love to like go back in and dive in deep there. So if you go to eblogtalk.com, Jenna, and go to podcast episodes on the search in the search bar, just type podcast and you will have a few options that come up. So I do talk about it in episode 265. We cover it extensively also 245 and also 221. And then I have a few coming up as well that might that will have some of those details that you were talking about, like where to go for editing. Um, there are some really good free editing options. <clears throat> and I always say if you are a food blogger, you this will be no problem for you because you've probably dabbled in video editing, which in my pers- from my perspective is a nightmare. I, I do not like video editing. So if you've done that, audio editing is a piece of cake. So you can you can get that, learn that really easily. Um, Audacity is a free free tool that you can use. I use Adobe Audition just because I have Adobe Creative Cloud, so it's free for me anyway, and it was very easy to learn. Um, Taryn, what do you you use Zencaster? But do you edit yeah. with it? Okay, no, I edit with GarageBand, which is free on a Mac. So that's what I just went with because I knew like I would always have that, and it's free and it's fairly easy to learn. Um, I did like in Podcasters Paradise, they do have tutorials on Audacity, on GarageBand, and I think on the one that you mentioned, Megan. Um, And I do use, it's a program called Zencaster. You could use Skype, you could use Zoom. I did have to use Zoom for my first interview because um, the person I was interviewing couldn't get, like she had a new computer and she couldn't figure out how to allow like microphone and and video access (laughs) to Zencaster. But normally it's like the other interviews have been fine to use Zencaster. Um, the thing that I do like about Zencaster or some other sort of platform over like Zoom, with Zoom, you get one audio file with both of your voices. With Zencaster, you get um, one for each voice. And so like for me, my, for whatever reason, and I have to figure this out, I'm going to have to talk to you about this, Megan, off after this, um, is my, the person who I was in, their voice came through very loud and clear and they were actually kind of like on the high end of loud. Um, and my voice was kind of muted and soft. And so I had to bring up my audio um, and bring hers down in the editing software. And I that would have been very difficult to do if it was all just one audio file. It, you could do it, but it would be a lot of editing. And so um, that is one thing. And Zencaster is not very expensive. I, uh, it's actually, I don't think it's free. I think it's like $15 a month or something like that. But those are all things like I would highly recommend you, if you really are serious about doing this, I would highly recommend either Podcasters Paradise or a different one. Um, and I would wait to start it. Just like get if, if you're going to do Podcasters Paradise, I would wait to start it until you are like ready to like hit the ground running. Because I started, I signed up, I think like in January, and I kind of like waited for a couple months while I was figuring things out, and I was still paying <laughs> during those months. Um, and I wish I would have waited like a month or two until I had, was really like ready to go and, and dig into it and where I had the time to dig into it um, so that it was a little more price, like cost effective for me. That was all such great info. And I'm we're almost out of time, but I wanted to mention really quick, Jenna, there's um, a, another option for recording 
which I use. And I think Zencaster is a great option. I love that it does separate tracks. That is a necessity if you are doing interviews because it, I cannot even imagine doing all of that editing with the same track. So you want like your voice on one track, your guest voice on a different track for sure. And I use Skype and it's Skype is free, but I just bought this $30 extension that I uploaded. It's $30 flat rate. I don't pay it. That's it. I've just paid the $30 and that allows me to record my guest track. So it can be as easy as that as well. Awesome. I think this will be a really valuable resource. So in the episode that I publish with this audio, I will just include all of the stuff that we talked about. I'll have my VA go through and just put all of the links in there for you, Jenna, or for anyone else who wants to go back and reference it. So this was so valuable. I feel like we should do a part two sometime, but um, maybe next week we'll do just a regular food blogging conversation to break things up. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you guys so much. This was amazing. I feel like I could start a podcast right now if I wanted to. I have all the tools that you guys just gave me. So this was incredible. Thank you. Have a great rest of your week. See you next week, guys. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.